What's up, guys? It's the Blue Bloods coming back at you with more offseason content like we promised. Today, we continue our series of conference recaps, and today we discuss the ACC. And no, it is not all just about the Clemson Tigers. We recap some of the preseason predictions for the conference and see how they turned out. We also talk about some of the biggest games of the season and do a way too early prediction or preview session for the ACC in the 2020 season. We have a loaded episode, so let's get it rolling. Yeah, guys, so we're going to start with a recap of preseason predictions. Again, we have to use some outside sources because we started this podcast a little late, didn't get to make ACC predictions before the season started since we started right after week zero. But to no one's surprise, Clemson was pretty much the unanimous pick for ACC champion. Yeah, I mean, who else were we going to pick? I mean, Clemson's been dominating the ACC for the past, what, uh, what would you say? I mean, it's been at least the past three seasons. Those have been the years that they made the playoff. Um, so, uh, I mean, who who didn't think they were going to make their conference championship this season? I don't think anybody. And it, I, I really didn't see a team that you could even make an argument for in the preseason. I mean, looking at – so we used Athlon for the AAC. So – Athlon had Syracuse and Florida State finishing two and three in the Atlantic. And I don't think, uh, I mean, Syracuse had 10 wins last season, but I didn't see a way Florida State or Syracuse really made a run at Clemson this year. No, I mean, this is a totally different Syracuse team, by the way. I mean, I mean, this is a Syracuse team that gave Clemson, I mean, a beat up Clemson last year, of course, but they gave them a run for their money. Um, so yeah, and we just definitely didn't see that this year. I mean, they went six and seven overall, four and four in their con- or uh, no, I'm sorry, I lied. They went five and seven overall, uh, two and six in their conference. So that's just that's that's not great. It's not great when you go two and six in the ACC. Yeah, a little bit unex, a little bit of you know an unacceptable result for you know the Syracuse Orange, but. You know, so so after the season, actually Louisville and Wake Forest f- finished two and three in the ACC at Atlantic. So two teams that weren't predicted to finish in the top three made a run, and Louisville has a first year head coach. Um, you know, he came from Appalachian State. He made he made his mark. Uh, Louisville, you know, went two and ten, zero and eight last season in the in conference, and they missed on their biggest target, which was Jeff Brown, the Purdue coach. But I think they struck gold, you know, getting the coach they did. I mean, he led them to what an eight and five record this year, plus a bowl win over Mississippi State in the Music City Bowl. So I was really impressed with Louisville. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, it's it's not the Louisville that we knew when they had a. You know, when they have Lamar Jackson, it's it's not that same team by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a team that's making a lot of progress. I mean, what did they go last year? I think they, what, they went like three games last year. I know that might be an over-exaggeration, but uh, they definitely didn't finish second in the ACC Atlantic last year. They didn't go eight and five. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 a big step for this team, and 
that's something that, you know, if we did have time to make this episode, this preview episode for the ACC, it's not something I would have predicted, like even close. Which, no, no. To be fair, we're not like the best predictors in the world. So uh. <laughs> that might be an understatement, man. But, you know, who is good predictors? Athlon, because they hit the ACC Coastal on the head. They preseason predicted Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Miami. That's exactly how the top three finished. And Miami. Miami finished in the bottom three. Miami finished third. Well, they were tied for third. Yeah, top for third, and they had the top right, record. Overall, well, their overall record wasn't. It doesn't good. matter. They it that they beat the teams they taught with. That is it. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we're getting a little bit ridiculous here because I don't know about you. I don't know about our listeners out there, but I think that eight and five and seven and six are both better than six and seven. Yeah, but also if you lost to that team in conference, it doesn't matter. Conference records don't go off of overall records. It goes off of who won the conference game. Okay, Zach. I'm, I'm just telling you how it works. I'm, I'm giving our listeners real life lessons here. I don't well, want Zach, them to go. I don't Zach's want them. Here. I feel patronized <laughs> I, right now. I don't want them to go to, into a bar or you know try to impress I don't a girl. Want them to go into a bar either. This is a Christian podcast. Oh my gosh! I mean, you know, you don't want them to be talking, you know, out there. You know what? Not knowing how conference champions are predicted. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah well, I'm, okay. I mean, I'm just okay. saying, I, I'm I'm bringing them the real life news, and you're over here feeding them, you know, uh, BS. Let's just go with that. And this is why this this is why I'm the analytics guy, and you're the heart guy. Stay in your lane. Don't talk to me about this kind of stuff, man. It's um, insanity right now. <laughs> but I mean, Virginia and Virginia Tech. I mean, those teams to me were interchangeable. I mean, Virginia Tech has some injuries, but. Uh, they were what one game away from going to the ACC championship. Uh, I th- it came down to that last weekend of college football, and Virginia pulled out the win. And I, uh, I don't think it really mattered who won that game. They were going to lose to Clemson regardless. No, you're absolutely right. It was uh, that was really just who's going to get beat up by Clemson in uh, in the championship week. Yeah, which and, you know, Virginia pulled the. Well, some people would say Virginia won that game against Virginia Tech. I would argue the opposite. I think Virginia Tech saved themselves. That's true. That's true. And but you know, Virginia, Virginia and Virginia Tech both lost their bowl game, so uh, I, I don't think the extra rest helped Virginia Tech much at all. Uh, they both ran into an SEC team, and to make it worse, Virginia Tech lost to an SEC team with a wide receiver starting at quarterback. Listen, he was good though. He he was good. That's true. That's I picked accurate. him as my I, I picked him as my MVP for bowl season. Yeah, you did. I'll give you that. That's one point to Zach. <laughs> just just one though. Don't don't get it twisted, guys. No, no, don't get uh, greedy here. <laughs> so, Brandon, who is your biggest disappointment in the conference for this season? I don't even want to call them a disappointment, but it's just something I didn't see coming. Um, and that's because of injuries, but I'm going to have to go with NC State. You know, when you go four and eight overall, when you go one and seven in the ACC, I mean, it's just, it, I don't even, and like I said, I don't want to call it a disappointment. I, I'd, I'd call it a surprise. This is the worst surprise possible in my, in my mind, because I, you know, if this NC State team was healthy, I think, I don't think that they win this conference. I don't think they win their division, uh, but I think that they're not dead last in the conference. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think we covered them midway through the season, and they were missing just an outrageous amount of starters. And 
I, I think this season, like you said, I don't know if you could call him a disappointment because of the injuries, but definitely uh, a season to remember in you know North Carolina State history. And I'll, it'll be really interesting to see how they rebound next season. Right. But, you know, I will have to go with Syracuse. We kind of briefly talked about them earlier, but they were preseason ranked 22nd. And yeah. the fir- the first two weeks of the season they were ranked. I mean, they and I think everything really fell apart. They lost sixty three to twenty to Maryland. And that was when everyone thought Maryland was going to be the next hot commodity, and ever and Maryland was putting seventy up on people. Maryland ended up not being very good, guys. So we <laughs> all hey, that's a that's a spoiler alert for our Big Ten preview. That's our Big true. Ten recap. That's true. That's true, guys. I spoiled that one, but yeah, in the Maryland and Butgers, <laughs> Butgers. I mean, <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. I was not expecting that, but you know, I think the season really fell apart for Syracuse on a four-game losing streak. They lost to NC State, Pitt, Florida State, and Boston College, and yeah, it, absolutely lost. terrible. All four of those teams really struggled this year, especially when you look at NC State and Boston College. Uh, and those those are inexcusable losses, especially for a team that just came off a 10-win season and expectations were soaring. Everyone thought Syracuse was going to compete with Clemson. That uh, Clemson beat them, I believe it was 41 to 6. Yeah, no, it was yeah, it was it was it was definitely not a good showing for for the Syracuse team. And, team, and, I mean, like I said, I already said this earlier, but they gave Clemson a run for their money last year, last season. And so just to see Clemson dominate this year is nuts. Well, but to be fair, I mean, Trevor Lawrence got hurt that game and it was a whole. No, no, no that's what I said. And, yeah, I mentioned that earlier, too. It was it was a team that just lost their starting quarterback and then they lost their second string guy. And so they were, you know, they were they were doomed from the beginning, but uh, they pulled it out. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'll go first since I made Brandon go first last time. My biggest surprise was Louisville. Uh, I really was not expecting this. I kind of highlighted earlier. They had a first-year head coach in, in Scott Scatterfield from Appalachian State. He takes over a team that Bobby Petrino left. Um, not it, it, what, not great at all, I guess, is what you would call it. After Lamar Jackson left, it got run into the ground, guys. I mean, 2-10. and 10, 0-8 in conference play last season. They were voted, I believe, dead last in the conference to start the season. And no, Yeah, I mean, shocker. Uh, spo- another spoiler alert for you guys. Lamar Jackson, very good. Very good player. And turns out he makes the teams that he plays for better. <laughs> in case you guys didn't get the update on the NFL. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, and then when you look at their schedule, man, it's tough having an opening game against Notre Dame. That that yeah. doesn't do you any favors. No, and, yeah, it absolutely doesn't. I mean, even if it's a Notre Dame team that that was disappointing in its own right this year, um, not terrible but disappointing, uh, it's still a tough team to play. Yeah, and you know the thing that defined this team season. You you talked about Syracuse not finishing games. Louisville won three games by single digits that came down to last possessions. And I mean, I I think that shows the type of culture that Scatterfield is building. And, 
you know, losses to Florida State and Miami were tough to swallow. Don't get me wrong there, but you know, those losses didn't define their season. They they have an extremely bright future, and that was even highlighted further in their dominating win over Mississippi State in the Music City Bowl. So I think uh, Satterfield and Louisville have a real, real bright future, and you guys should really, you know, have the Cardinals on your radar when it comes to the 2020 season. Yeah, definitely be checking them out for this upcoming season. I think what he's building there, uh, like Zach just said, I think it's I think it's something that uh, you know I'm not going to say that it's going to be the next uh, you know the next great thing from Louisville like like Lamar Jackson was there, but it's definitely going to be something to keep your eye on. Yeah, for sure. So, Brandon, who is your surprise team for the ACC from the tw- from the 2019 season? Dude, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but I think I'm going to. Um, I'm going to go with North Carolina. Uh, I don't think that, you know, even though they weren't like super great, um, you know what? I take it back. I want to go with Louisville. Let's go with Louisville. They, they shocked me. You're fake. They shocked You're me. fake. You are fake. What? Do you want me to stick with North Carolina? I'll stick with North Carolina. I'm stealing one of yours either way. So let's, let's just true. go with, That's let's true. just go, go with ahead. what I said from the start. North Carolina. Let's do it. Um, they surprised me. That's, that's just what that is. You know, it's North Carolina, uh, usually not good at football. Uh, usually pretty good at basketball. Turns out this season, uh, this academic year has been just a complete opposite uh, showing for North Carolina because their basketball team is, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, hot garbage. Uh, football team, not that bad. They ended up 7-6. and six. Um, Zach, I mean, if you've listened to any episode of this podcast, you know that Zach loves this team. You know that he loves Sam Howell with all his heart. We, Zach might, I don't know, I don't want to be creepy here, but Zach might... Uh, might try to shoot him an email um, coming up here soon. Anyway, um, yeah, this North Carolina team, they they surprised me in every single way possible. Uh, if you would have told me they'd have a winning record ending this season, I would probably, I seriously might have punched you in the throat. That just might have been a thing that happened. <laughs> in the throat. I mean, you can't sleep on Mac Brown, though, man. I mean, that's one of the most legendary coaches of all time. Yeah, but what's he done with – what's he – I mean – Never mind. Yeah, you're right. That's right. Take that L and go ahead. Take that L and we'll move on with the episode. I don't want to burn Brandon up anymore on this topic. We're going to move to games that define the ACC season. Oh, okay. Let's do that. You're not going to choose your team? I already chose my team. I chose Louisville. I don't don't pay attention to Zach. You are. That's that's some fake. That's some fake uh, co-hosts and stuff right there, guys. Um, Yeah, that's tough. It's a real tough one for me. So these I'm games, gonna go to my corner. <laughs> so these games could be conference games, or they could just be games that an ACC team was in that just really changed up the conference in one way or other. But I'll start this one off. It's it's gonna start week one. We had North Carolina versus South Carolina. North Carolina pulls out the twenty four to twenty win. Shocking upset. Uh I remember watching this game. It was on the big screen in Jerry World, and everybody, that's all they had on the screen. Everyone was freaking out because no one saw this coming. Uh, and it really set the tone for the season. It showed that Mac Brown has some potential to do special things in Chapel Hill. And it also showed that the ACC could compete with these upper-level you know, or higher-perceived conferences such as the SEC. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um now, let me get some guidelines from you, Zach, real quick, because do these games need to be like regular season games or can we choose like 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 bowl games? 
I mean, I've you got, could, I've, you, got a, you, I've got a wide you, array here. You could choose bowl games. I'll, I'll I'll allow it. Okay, then let's just choose the obvious one here. I think Clemson Ohio State was the best game. Period. You know. Ah. So. Mm. Yeah. 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 How's that feel, know. Zach? I don't know about that. You don't know what? Like, yeah, it was an amazing game. It 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 got Clemson to the national championship. Clemson was still the favorite, and Clemson was going to be Clemson. I mean, I don't think it changed the ACC for the good or the better, or really had any effect. I okay. mean, I think- okay, Zach. Then let me let me backtrack. Then I'm going to go with Clemson, North Carolina. On se- that was my ne- that was my that was my next one. Go ahead. I'll I'll build I'm off the yours. Okay. Well, let's talk about how that probably scared this Clemson team into shape this season. I think that this Clemson team. I don't know what was going on, but before this, before this game, they didn't look like the Clemson that we all knew. Um, I think they got to North Carolina, a game that North Carolina, I mean, almost won. You know, you know, they they went for two at the end of the game to win it. They didn't play for overtime. They wanted to win this game in in uh, in regulation, which I think is the right move. I'd argue that to this day, just because I don't think that North Carolina wins this game in overtime, but. Uh, I think this. I think this game really scared this Clemson team into shape this season. Um, I think they kind of started to take things for granted. I think they knew they were good and they knew they didn't have to play, you know, at one hundred percent. And then after this game, they just started. I mean, destroying every team in their path. I mean, does that make yeah. sense? Oh no, I, I completely agree with you. I think this was the single biggest game that defined the ACC season. It showed that Clemson wasn't as, as as invincible as everyone thought. It showed that there were some teams that the gap wasn't as big as some people thought. I mean, you have this upstart UNC team that Mac Brown has rolling, and Clemson rolls into town, and they uh, North Carolina smacked them early, guys. I mean, this uh, Clemson really got outplayed for three quarters. It, it was not pretty, and. This was the first game I think that Sam Howell really showed out. I, th- I think he showed out in the South Carolina game, but people were like, okay, that's South Carolina. That was the first week. But Sam Howell came out and played a great game, and I think that put him on the map. It put Mac Brown's program on the map. And I, like Brandon said, I think this I think this could be the single contributing factor to Clemson making the run that they did. And Clemson really did didn't have another test like this until they got to the playoffs and they had to win a close game against Ohio State. And I credit them pulling this game out for that win at Ohio against Ohio State. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely incredible uh, game. So I guess I'll pick my th- I'll go ahead and do my third one because Brandon's lame and steals all my picks. But I mean I can I can uh, choose I can choose another one, you know. No, I, kinda, I have I have, I have another one all good. I I have Louisville at Wake Forest. Um, it's a good game. Great game. Week week seven, Louisville pulls the sixty-two to fifty-nine upset at Wake Forest. Um, a lot of you guys are probably like, "Yo, Zach, isn't this games that uh, define the season?" So why 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 do you have uh, Louisville and Wake Forest? Because no one watched that game, and it's because it was on the ACC network. That that is a fact. Oh, we're back to this. But, but the reason I picked this game one. Well, what's what's really better than a hundred over hundred and twenty points being scored in a game, and and a legendary comeback? Louisville had a fifty-two to thirty-one lead going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's, that's fire, guys. Um, fire. And the reason I picked this is because of the ramifications that this game had. 
Wake Forest was number 19 going into this game. And their showdown with Clemson was coming up. And the ACC really needed the Demon Deacons to win this game so they could boost Clemson's resume. Because if Wake Forest is ranked in the top 15 after this win or ranked even in the top 20 like they were, that boosts Clemson's resume for the playoff committee that had serious doubts about the strength of the schedule. So when Louisville comes into town and beats them and puts up 62 points, when Clemson beats Wake Forest in the coming weeks, no one batted an eye, even though this was a team that was in the top 20 of just a few, just a week or two ago. And they have a quarterback who's now the quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs and Jamie Newman that was making plays, man. And I really think this had major ramifications for just the perception of the ACC and how Clemson is the only contender, which I don't think is necessarily true. And you also had Louisville showing fans that they were legit and could pull out a big win on the road. This new head coach, with a talented group of players building a winning culture is what that show for Louisville. So I think there were ramifications on both sides on for both teams and the conference as a whole in this game. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and move on to my next game, which is also my last game. I only chose two. Sorry guys. Um, but my last game that I've chosen is yet another North Carolina game. I think that I had a lot of North Carolina games on here. Or I guess only North Carolina games on here because if you go through their schedule, I mean, they they won or lost most of their games by single digits. Like they they a lot of their games were very close. Um, Cardiac kids. I'm telling you, man. And so I'm gonna go with, and I mean, I don't know how I could how I could have left it off. I'm gonna go with their six overtime game loss or uh, to Virginia Tech on in October. So I like Virginia it. Tech, I like it. At the time ranked, uh, well, they weren't even ranked at this point. I don't think. Um, anyway, I mean, both of these teams were kind of in the same conversation, kind of in the same area in the ACC. Um, and this kind of, I think this defined, uh, you know, levels to the ACC. I understand they're in different divisions, but it kind of, uh, it kind of gave different levels to the ACC. Um, Virginia Tech finally, um, after uh, a two point conversion in, I mean, I don't even know what sex tuple overtime. Is that what you would call it? That's nice, but um, yeah, <laughs> they, they ended up winning by two points. They won on, on a walk off two point conversion. Um, it was it's it's absolutely insane, um, and and just a great game. And I think that this really cemented uh, the season for these two teams. I think that Virginia Tech ended up um, kind of edging out North Carolina uh, as far as the season went. You know, they finished a little bit ahead of them. They finished second in the uh, ACC Atlantic. Um, North Carolina ended up somewhere near the middle of the pack in, uh, I'm sorry. They're both in the, I'm sorry. They're both in the coastal. I'm, I'm over here. I'm, I am jostled, I guess you could say. Rambling. Um, I'm telling you, man, I don't know what's happening. My mind, man, is just, it's, if you were inside of here, it, listen, anyway, um, it it kind of, it kind of defined the, uh, ACC coastal though. I think, I think that, uh, Virginia tech with this win, was put into contention uh, to win the coastal uh, North Carolina. If they would, if they had won this game, they might have had uh, a little bit more motivation to be closer to the top as well. Um, uh, especially with, I mean, other losses. I mean, that one point loss to Clemson, uh, this two point loss to Virginia Tech, um, a, a seven point loss to Virginia a couple weeks later. It's just you, you couldn't. They couldn't have a. They couldn't have a solid, uh, comfortable win. 
throughout the entire season. They had a three-point loss to Appalachian State. I keep going, but I'm not going to. Um, incredible game. If you guys didn't watch it, uh, thank the ACC Network. Yeah, we got to love the ACC network. But, you know, to build off of that, my last game, because I picked four because I knew Brandon was going to slack off. Uh, I'm proud, Zach. I, proud. I actually have the Appalachian State-North Carolina game on here. Appalachian State won 34-31 on, in week four. And the reason that's significant is because week five was the North Carolina-Clemson game. So this game was the one that I think brought the conference – crashing back to reality this upstart challenger that was you know on a roll got beat by Appalachian State it it showed that UNC had some work to do Mac Brown needed to get some talent in here and I think it created the perception of Clemson being a weak team when UNC comes in you know right after a loss to Appalachian State I think it just kind of shifted the whole perception of the conference again and, you know, it, looking back, Appalachia State beat South Carolina. They beat North Carolina. Appalachia State was really good this year, guys. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. I, so as the season went on, I think the perception might have changed around this. But you know what I think this game was significant for? What's that? I, I think it showed that App State should be in the ACC. And I will die on this hill. I, they really should. Are, are you telling me that Syracuse is really a better program than Appalachia State? Uh, is that a hill you want to die well, on, Brandon? No, I'm not. I'm not going to die on that hill. Hey, well, basketball. Uh, oh my gosh, who cares? We about only basketball? care about football. People forget. Sorry. Who cares about basketball? I'm done with basketball. Basketball is stupid. After whatever, Zach, what, no, wait, no, hang on, no, hang on. No, I'm gonna no, pull no, the no, screenshot. You, you texted you me that this. this weekend. No, Brandon, I get to do this. I get to do this. You don't get to do this. I guess that's true. Since my team is, you know, your team has two losses on the season. One of those <laughs> to Alabama, so congrats on that one. Um, oh, and then at like what? Like what is this? Like the fifth overtime game this season? Six? Four out of five. Dude, it's, it's the it's fifth overtime game. game. Four out of five. And they've won all of them. That's true. That's true. I I, I am they've lucky. Won all of them. What do you mean? Basketball's that's stupid. True. You don't get to say that. That's true. That's true. That's you true. Appropriate my culture. But, <laughs> but guys, uh, Appalachian State to the ACC should happen. Uh, I am a hundred percent behind that move. Uh, I don't know about if you guys are. Let us know. But um, I think so. And to you know, to segment from that, I want to talk about the breakout players of the ACC. And good lord, this was hard to pick because there were a lot of good players to pick from. And you know, I could have picked the entire starting twenty-two for Clemson. I really could have. But, <laughs> but he did. the defi- but the definition of breakout is someone you weren't expecting anything from. We all expected the world from these Clemson players. So I'll start this one off. I have Gregory Rus- Russo, Miami defensive end. No, no one wants to hear that. Oh my God. This guy, let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all something. This kid is something absolutely special. This kid could be the best defensive lineman in the country next year. And he had an argument to be the best one in the country this year if it weren't for Chase Young. This kid, as a red shirt freshman, Brandon, and listeners, how many? this kid put up 15 and a half sacks. Okay. 
that's half a set one of one sack less than Chase Young. Chase Young had 16 and a half, and he was up for the Hosman. I mean, fair. This, the 15 and a half sacks, in case you guys want to know, is top 15 all time in college football history for one season. Yep. yep and this yep, kid yep, put yep. it up as a red shirt freshman his first year starting at Miami. And you want to know why I'm so excited about this, Brandon? Why? Do you know who Miami got this offseason from the transfer portal? Yes. The, yep, AAC, yep, sure the AAC Defensive Player of the Year, Quincy Rose from Temple, who is just a stud. Who are you going to double Miami. team, Brandon? Who are you going to double team? Are you going to double team Rousseau, who just had 15 and a half sacks? Or are you going to ha- double team Rose, who's had double-digit sacks for two straight years? Dude, it really just doesn't matter because Miami's offense can't score. I don't care if they have Derek King or not. Dude, I don't care. I, this kid's going to put up 9,000 sacks next year. I am so excited. Guys, I have a blog coming out about the top returning players for the a- ACC. I rant about this kid, Gregory Rousseau. He's the full package, guys. He has the size, the speed, the attitude, the effort. And a defensive-minded head coach in Manny Diaz who is going, who loves this kid. This kid is going to be a top-five pick one day. And just know, the Blue Bloods told you first, Gregory Rousseau is a star. Okay, fair enough, whatever. Um, let me go ahead and move on to somebody that people actually care about real quick, Zach, because I almost fell asleep while you were talking. Um, let's talk about a player. Uh, his name, I don't really know how to pronounce it. I think it's uh, Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. Um, everyone expects that a breakout. Is that a breakout? He was projected to win the. Dude, he had 14 more tackles this season than he had last season. Oh, he had. What? He had seven. He had seven and a half more tackles for loss this season than last season. He had six more sacks this season. He was a linebacker. Go ahead. Go ahead. He was a linebacker, but he was mostly playing safety, Zach. And he had eight sacks. Go ahead. Eight sacks. Just go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Talk. I'm going. I'm going. I'm yelling is what's happening. He had three interceptions this season. He had eight passes defended, and he had two forced fumbles this season, Zach. He He was projected to be first team all ACC. How was that a breakout player? Zach, no one wants to hear about your your little defensive end from Miami. No one cares about that. I'm here to give the people what they want. I'm here to give the people what they want. What? Like a weird definition of breakout? (laughs) No. Oh, my God. I'm here to talk about players that they actually care about. We've talked about Isaiah Simmons so much on this podcast. These dudes, our listeners probably know everything about Isaiah Simmons except his social security number. Okay, Zach. Well, whatever. No one cares. He switched from safety to linebacker this season. All right, too. go ahead. So go ahead. Inform the listeners fair. all about Isaiah Simmons. Go ahead. I'll let you already take did. it. I already, I already read his stats. What else do you want oh to do? Oh, my gosh. Whatever, guys. You know, I'm going to go ahead and just move on because I'm upset. I don't care if you're upset. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> I love when you're upset. I don't know if you, I feed off of that. Oh god. So my number two player. Oh god, this guy. I, I'm like, uh, I, I swear, I have like a new like celebrity crush or something. Man, Sam Howell, North Carolina. You really do. It's it's getting it's guys. We're, we're gonna talk. Listen, listen. Take Sam Howell in liquid form and just inject him right into my veins. This is how oh, hype I am on this guy. <laughs> Dude, I don't care if I have a problem. 
this kid is going to be one of the best players in college football next year. I, I'm dying on this hill. If this podcast goes down on the Sam Howell Hill, just know I died for this podcast died for a good cause. I mean, Brandon, hear me out. All right. Where we got to do a little quiz here. All right. Okay. God. Sam Howell threw for over 3,600 yards. Second in the ACC. You know who he was behind? Who? Trevor Lawrence. By less yeah. than 50 yards. Fair. Fine. Who Did you want to know who led the ACC in passing touchdowns? Probably Sam Howell. Sam Howell with almost 40. He had 38. This kid was a true freshman, and he wasn't even – I don't even think he was a top-five quarterback in his recruiting class. Where did this kid come from? This kid encompasses breakout player. I thought we were a Keaton Slovis podcast. I didn't realize we were turning into a Sam Howell podcast right Keaton now. Slovis threw three interceptions to BYU. Oh, no, hey, 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 hey. There's, there's <laughs> going to be no Keaton Sander on this podcast. None. Oh, uh, Sam Howell was the best true freshman quarterback. It, it, you know, outside of maybe Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields, I put Sam Howell at fourth last year for quarterback performance. That's disgusting. That's the yeah. grossest thing you've ever who are said. You, who, are, who are you putting above him, Brandon? I, 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 Jalen Hurts. Jalen, the same Jalen Hurts that got beat 63 to like 21 in the playoffs? Yeah, because he played against LSU. The same Jalen Hurts that finished second in the Heisman race. That was a feel-good vote, and you know it. You were the Whatever. one, you're the you're one so, who reported from the Senior so Bowl that dumb. he could never you're be so a quarterback. Stupid. You're you're a no. Oh, we're not. No, why? What? What are you for? Uh, that's just facts. I could pull the articles. Help? This are, this helps me. You said he's not a good quarterback. You have said that on the podcast. I think he did fine in college. I don't think he's going to do well in the NFL. That's what I said. Sam Howell had more touchdowns than Jalen Hurts through the air and less intercept. Bro, get out of here. Get that, out me, of here. Give me a call when you're done talking about this kid because this is uh, ridiculous. I'll let you take over. I've already said enough. They know that our listeners know. Go ahead. <laughs> I will give you this. He's a better quarterback than the guy I'm about to name. Um, Facts. I don't <laughs> It's just I didn't expect this from this guy. This is this is actually if you wanted to know about breakout, I wouldn't even say this is a breakout. It just it surprised me this season uh, with how he did. Uh, and I trash this guy. I trash this guy every single week. If it if it this. is who I think it is, I'm about to headbutt headbutt you from Kansas. You're yeah, you're about to do it. Um, <clears throat> Bryce Perkins, uh, get out of here. Get out. <laughs> you're fired. You're fired. I'm finding a new co-host before next week. You're done. You're out. I, I've had such a weird day. But Bryce Perkins, and I'll tell you why. Because how many how many passing yards does Sam Howell have, Zach? Th- over 3,600. Okay, well, Bryce Perkins had 3,500. So, okay, so he's behind Sam Howell? Yeah, that's, that's what I just said. I said Sam okay. Howell is a little okay, bit so, better. So, so, of course so, so, I said that. Oh God! No, I'm done. I'm so over this. Go ahead. I said that. I mean, what do you want me to? Do? I said that. Um, you know, he had a 65 percent completion rate, and that's not terrible. It's not great. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, 12 interceptions. Who cares? 22 touchdowns in the air and 11 on his feet. His rushing, his rushing games, really what got him here for me. Um, he, you know, he had 770 yards on the ground. He averaged he averaged over three yards per carry. 11 touchdowns Whoa. in the season. 
okay, we're not going to do that right now. But, but really, I mean, to do that and then to still pass for 3,500 yards, who expected this out of Bryce Perkins this season? Did you, uh, Zach? Did you expect this? No, but I don't think okay. he was a Okay, well, that breakout. sounds to me like a breakout player. I think he – well, he led his team to the, the conference championship. They were, picked, they were picked to go. They were the favorites. I didn't say surprise team. I said breakout player. But he was already projected to do decent. Like, oh, whatever. I, I, that's, that's, uh, a lie. that's wild. That's I am, such a lie. You are wild. You're you lying. Took, You're you lying this, right now. You took this segment that I made for our great fans and just ripped it up in front of them. You just said, "Screw it! I, oh. I don't care what breakout means. I'm just going to give him. Ra- I'm just going to give them random players." <laughs> okay. Jeez. Um, God, that's ridiculous. That's, that's so disrespectful to our listeners, man. I, I don't man. think it is. I don't think I it can't. is. He had the. He had the. He had 319 completions this season, Zach. That's number one in the ACC. That's number four in the NCAA. But he did turn that's those into good. yards. He did turn those into yards. He wasn't even. Yo. What? He had 3,500 yards passing. That's not even top two in the conference. How are you going to be number one what, in completions okay, so but you, not so you need to be yards? you need to be top two in the conference to be to be um, a breakout player? Is that what you need? Whatever, man. Uh, if you would have asked people at the beginning of the season who would have been top two in yards, Bryce Perkins would have been in there. Who are they putting above him? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have put Bryce Perkins in there. Who would you have put in there then, Brandon? Trevor Lawrence, exactly. a given, but who's second? This is, a, this is a weird thing for you to put me on the spot can, can, about right now. Can you, do you even know the name of another ACC quarterback? We're going to move on because Zach, <laughs> Zach is being unnecessarily mean to me right now. Oh, um, oh, oh crying, bro. Okay, I'll, I, thought, I'll I thought this was the Blue Bloods College <laughs> football podcast, not the, not the Make Fun of Branded podcast. Oh, God. Okay, I'll just go ahead and take my last player to kind of ease the stress on Brandon that I just put him under. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, man. This is tough. Guys, this guy, oh, oh man. He probably would have been the number one player on my list if it wasn't for injuries. He got knocked out midway through the season. I have Sage Surratt, Wake Forest wide receiver. He, in only nine games, guys, had over 1,000 yards receiving and 11 touchdowns. He averaged 15.2 yards per catch in his limited action this season. Huge playmaker. He helped Jamie Newman get get a... scholarship at Georgia. Say Surratt's going to be a problem if he can get healthy. Um, I don't think many people saw him improving his stats from his uh, freshman year, but Say Surratt delivered. He's a big-time playmaker. He's explosive, and so I felt like he deserved to be on this list because of his explosive playmaking ability. I mean, if you're averaging over 15 yards per catch, that's, that's pretty solid, I would have to say. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right, I guess. I'll give you that one. I'm not going to give you Sam Howell, but I'll give you that one. How are you not going to give me? Oh, man. No, you're going to get me heated. Let's go ahead and move on, Zach. Just move on. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So we're going to move into our last segment of the day. We have a way too early look at the 2020 season in the ACC. And uh, so we're going to just kind of prime it up for you guys. And then at the end, we'll give we'll give you our way too early champion who we think was going to come out of each conference and who's going to win the ACC as of, uh, you know, February 12th when we're recording this, which, you know, as I said on the AAC episode, we've reserved the right to change our picks as more information becomes available. We'll have official predictions coming very soon for you guys. It's still a long off season, but I think there's going to be a major 
battle for number two behind Clemson. We know I mean, you do. We know who you think it is. I mean, I'm not even saying the one team that everyone thinks I'm going to pick. I mean, you have Louisville, who just came off an eight and five season. Head coach comes into his second year. They return their quarterback, their running back. Their, well, let's just say this their leading passer, leading rusher, and leading receiver. They return a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. Louisville is loaded, and Louisville is going to make a strong run um, in the ACC next year. Uh, Virginia Tech returns a lot of talent. They were one game away from getting to the championship this year. And then you have North Carolina. Everyone knows I'm super high on. They have they had a great recruiting class come in, and they returned the, the second-best quarterback in the conference. And then you have Miami, who we highlighted, got Quincy Roche. They have Gregory Rousseau coming back. They got De'Aaron King, a quarterback coming in. Manny Diaz gets another year to kind of try to change his culture. I think he, I think Miami is going to have probably the best defensive line in the conference. And I, I, I say that confidently. I know Clemson's in it, but Miami's going to have a strong front seven on that defensive side of the ball. And so I think all four of these teams can make a strong run to compete with Clemson for the ACC next year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to agree with you 100% on that, but I could, I could definitely see a world in which they all have a chance. Well, what's your take, man? Okay, so outside of the four teams on net, is there anyone else you see having a chance? I think Virginia has lost too much to really compete next year. No, I don't think Virginia really has a a big shot. Um, I think Virginia Tech's going to come in strong next year. Uh, I I don't know. I I don't believe in Miami. That was my main thing. I just don't believe in Miami. I don't believe in Manny Diaz. Is it just De'Aaron? Okay, well, Manny Diaz. I mean, I have my suspicions about De'Aaron King. I mean, it's hard to t- believe in a kid that quit on his team. And uh, I, I think that was just low down. I think that was cheap. And I, I think that shows really bad character. And I don't like to rip people on the podcast, but that was such a weak movement. And I think quitting on your team speaks so much more about this kid's character. Yeah. Um, and, and I definitely agree with you. I, I don't think that it's a, uh, I, I think it was definitely a weak move, but I'm not going to say that, you can't trust a kid who quits on his team. I mean, do you not, you don't believe in like Nick Bosa? I mean, he, he, I mean, he's he didn't out. do the same exact thing, but I mean, he's, he's definitely, he's one of the best NFL players right now. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's really talented. I didn't say he couldn't be talented. I just think it speaks about the character and I think it's going to catch up to Nick Bosa and Derek King eventually. And I, uh, I'd rather have a player that's going to give me a thousand percent and I won't have to worry about quitting on me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get, and I definitely have my suspicions about Derek King too. I mean, I personally, I think he's a, I think he's, um, I think he's overrated. I know he had that great season uh, that everyone talks about with Houston the season before this last one, but I mean, look at the numbers, man. It was impressive, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like anything extravagant. It wasn't anything that I don't know. It, it It's way overblown. I mean, I think it's good for a Houston quarterback, but I think it's overblown. Well, I mean, on your hand, how many Houston quarterbacks have put up wild stats and never turned out to be anything? I don't have, think I have enough fingers. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Houston is Houston. It's like Washington State, man. I mean, until Gardner Minshew, you have all these Washington State quarterbacks putting up numbers, but they never really did anything. And I mean, Gardner Minshew didn't really do like a well, ton. I mean, I know he was I mean, good. He did. But... He did all. He did a little bit. I mean, he won a few games. I mean, that's more than other people <laughs> he can won say. A few games, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. And I'm rooting for Anthony Gordon really hard, by the way. I, I really hope too. that great kid guy. turns out great. But, you know, so I'll go first. Your name drop. <laughs> My conference championship as of right now, I have Clemson over North Carolina in the ACC championship. Thank God. As of right now. And I think Louisville, Virginia Tech, and Miami make strong runs. But I, I think uh, UNC has a chance to go 11-1 and this year, maybe 10-2, and depending on how the UCF game. They avoid Clemson during the regular season. I mean, UNC, I have going 11-1 and as of right now, and I have Clemson going undefeated, of course. And I just think Clemson has too much firepower, but I think it speaks volumes that Mac Jones has UNC ready to compete already. Yeah. And we all knew you were going to pick UNC there. Um, you know, yeah, I'm actually pretty surprised that you picked Clemson to win because I there was a part of me that was like, you know what, he's he might actually pick uh, he might actually pick UNC to win this thing. Um, I, you know, I definitely think Clemson's in the na- or not the national championship. They might be in the national championship. I think they're in the conference championship, and that's almost guaranteed. Um, and I think they're there with Virginia Tech next season. Um, this Virginia Tech season, or this Virginia Tech team this season showed a lot of potential. Zach, I mean, harped on them just a few minutes ago, um, and I think I think they finally have what it takes to get to their conference championship game. And I think that Clemson wins, uh, and I think they win pretty convincingly. Uh, I don't know if it's as bad as the conference championship was this season. Like, what was that? Like sixty-two to seventeen? Yeah, I don't think it's that, but it might be. I mean, I would never, I would never count that out for Clemson. Yeah, especially if Trevor Lawrence gets on a roll and just takes another leap in ability from his into his junior year, which is always a possibility. I mean, experience speaks volumes, and going to two straight national championships, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think you get more like more. You know, I don't think you should get better experience than that. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be on a mission this year. I know we talked to you know. Don Munson uh, an episode ago, but I really think that this team's going to be extremely motivated to win a uh, national championship, and I think they might be scary. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. But guys, that is a wrap on our ACC recap. Uh, we're get, we're going to keep going with these. Uh, we have a big episode dropping next week. Next week, we're going to be covering the Big Twelve. We got a cool episode coming with that. Announcements are coming later. Um, but go follow us on social media, guys, at the underscore Blue Bloods. That's our Instagram. Facebook, it is at the Blue Bloods Pod. Um, faith, that, Facebook, y'all, y'all, gotta, y'all are wilding out on there. I'm impressed with y'all on that one. Twitter is where we need the help, guys. It is at the underscore, underscore Blue Bloods. Still working on that. We got to step our Twitter game up. So go sh- shout us out on tw- uh, Twitter. Tell your friends to follow us. You guys follow us. Um, go subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Go give us a review, five star preferably. Um, keep gonna we're gonna keep bringing you guys all season content. I mean, we have episodes coming out two, three times a week uh, throughout the all season. So we we're staying busy for you guys. We got some big other big things in the work. Announcements will be coming soon. Um, but other than that, for right now, it's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>